Greetings, folks. Apostle Lewis here with you. Let's talk about something about the working of miracles. And I want to play you uh, a, a clip from actually someone who I actually really admire. And his name is uh, Frank Turek. He's part of, he created crossexamine.org. They do great videos on apologetics. And, but here's one of the issues I have is when they go from scripture to opinion. And because of their place of authority, uh, it sounds really good, but actually what they're saying is completely void of truth. And when it comes to explaining miracles, when you don't think that the same Holy Ghost is available today, the same anointings available today, when you just relegate miracles for the apostles of Jesus' time, and I'm gonna show you where Frank is wrong. And I hate doing that, but because I'm so passionate of, the, of us having a clear understanding of miracles, that it wasn't just first the original 12 apostles, because that's what he says. So we're going to show you that that is wrong. It wasn't even just four apostles. We're going to show you where that is wrong. And we're going to also talk about that miracles in our day, in the last hundred years, there have been miracle workers after miracle workers after miracles. But his presumption on it, and this is the difference between having knowledge and study and all that, and actually understanding the anointing, where you destroy yokes of bondage. If you've never, if you want to see miracles, what you have to do is go find someone of Christian faith who sees miracles in the name of Jesus. Do not go ask a plumber what it takes to be a brain surgeon. Even though they have great wisdom in the scriptures, does not mean they have wisdom in areas they have not ventured into. There's a difference of knowledge of scripture than actually working with the Holy Spirit in the anointing and moving. And this is where um, we're going to make the deviation. Now, the question is, is like, you know, he's talking about why there are no miracles. So I'm just going to play a little clip. You'll see it appear on the screen. Uh, screen. So I just want to play this very quick for you, and then we'll go from there. We'll talk about it. were just for the apostles. Right. They're no longer applicable to us today. Now, to a certain extent, I agree with that, but I still think miracles can occur. I think the fact of miracles can occur, but I don't think people have the gift of miracles like they had in the first century. Because if you had the ability to heal anyone, like say the apostle Paul did, you would not be building hospitals, you'd be emptying them. Right. And I know some charismatic people who have gone on TV asking for money to build a hospital while at the same time claiming they had the ability to heal. Right. 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 So it seems a, a disconnect. As you mentioned, you have to check your brain at the door. Right. But can God do a miracle through someone when he wants to? Of course he can. Now, here's one of Frank's great failures here. Number one. Paul didn't go around and heal everybody. Scripture doesn't even declare that that happened. Jesus didn't go around and heal anybody. Jesus healed everyone who came to him. And we don't, we don't have any evidence of Jesus going into every leper colony and emptying it out. We don't have any evidence of Jesus going to every sick person and finding every sick person and healing them. We don't have that 
evidence anywhere in scripture. In other words, Jesus didn't heal everybody. He healed everybody who came to him. And that's a distinction that needs to be understood because Jesus did the will of his father. And Jesus, there was, there was, there was some like Jesus went to the temple a lot. But it says that the man at the gate called Beautiful, when the apostles healed him, he had been there for years. Jesus had seen him, but Jesus didn't go up to him. Jesus didn't heal everybody in the pool of Bethesda. There was others that needed him, many others that needed healing, but he only healed, healed one man. And you, you, you might say, why? Because, because there was faith, there was obedience to the Father, and sometimes the Father's wisdom doesn't look like ours. It doesn't look like our wisdom. We think, well, God should just go heal everybody. Okay? But I don't want to get into all the factors of that because I would never cover them all. All I know is I trust the Father in everything he does. And now he sits there and says he doesn't believe the gift of the gift of miracles is there today. Well, let me ask you, why not? Frank doesn't explain why he doesn't believe that. But let me tell you something. What Frank's Frank's world, his orbit is in apologetics, but not in miracles. He doesn't hang out with miracle workers. I don't even know if Frank wants to go and do that, but I'd love to take Frank to some places where miracles happen a lot. And he goes into this, and he's going to talk about this in this, I think in this where he talks about when you go overseas, you see a lot more miracles. But there have been miracles in America. I mean, go back and read about John G. Lake, Smith Wigglesworth, uh, William Branham, Oral Roberts, T.L. Osborne. There have been a lot of miracles. But let's let's address this false ideology that miracle working was just for the apostles. And I've done this so many times, but I feel the need to address this. Now, just so you know, I actually love Cross-Examined. I love their videos. I love Frank. I never met him. I love listening to some of the way they just can wrap their head around and and bring clarity to scripture. I really let me tell you what they do is amazing. But they're not but but when we're talking about miracles, um it's important. Why? Because we're gonna get into a place where we're gonna deny the Holy Spirit. I um I've had apologetics people, I heard them say stuff like, well I've never seen one. Well God's not here to prove to you that his power still exists. In other words, he's not here to convince you. You have to go after God. And if God could still work through people, isn't that what he did with it? Like, we don't understand the gift of miracles. And let me explain this. Where Frank doesn't understand the gifts of the Spirit. The gift of the Holy Spirit does not work apart from the Holy Spirit. It's always working through me. It's never me independent from God himself. Now, I'm going to pull this out of um, uh, the Passion Translation. Not because I think it's a better translation than the New King James or RASB or anything like that. But because in the Passion, they just break out what's actually there in the Greek. And it's it's easier for us just to read it versus me go through and this is what the Greek word says. This is what, and do all that. So let's not do that. I just want you to read this. I want you to hear this. I'm going to read it. You can't read it. I'm reading it. This is out of the Passion. Now listen to this. No one speaking by the Spirit of God would ever say Jesus is accursed. 
one. It doesn't say that a Christian can't say Jesus is accursed. It doesn't say that. It says no one speaking by the Spirit can say it. No one can say Jesus is the Lord Yahweh unless the Holy Spirit is speaking through him. Hmm. It is the same Holy Spirit who continues to distribute many different variety of gifts. The Lord Yahweh, Jesus, is the one, and he is the one who apportions believers different varieties of ministries. <clears throat> and it says the same God distributes different kinds of miracles that accomplish different results through each believer's gift in ministry as he energizes and activates them. In other words, what I want us, what I want to point out there, and it, it's great in the go read out in the Greek and go get your head wrapped around 1 Corinthians 12. Okay. But what he's saying is this. I my, look, I have the gift of tongues. I don't have the gift of tongues that I can pray without the Holy Spirit. That makes no sense because that's praying with the Spirit. That to think that any of the gifts are something like it's not like this. It's not like someone gives me a phone and I have a gift and they go away. I can never see them again, but I still have the phone. It doesn't work that way with the Holy Spirit and the gifts. They're called graces. He's moving through you. And so it's not like you have this independence, like the gift of miracles is on me, and whatever I touch just turns to gold. That's not how the Spirit works. It's, it's very, very um, problematic in the way that he actually presented it because he it shows me that he might not understand how the spirit actually works the the gifts listed in first corinthians 12 don't operate independently from the spirit they operate by the spirit and by faith so but let's address this other thing that it's only the apostles who had this gift but let's see that let's address that because if i can prove them wrong i prove them wrong and by the way, Paul didn't go around and empty hospitals. It's not what Paul did. To sit there and think someone should do it today and compare him to the Apostle Paul is erroneous. Paul didn't go and do that. Matter of fact, there's places where Paul healed the sick. And there's other places where Paul was praying for their healing and praying that God would have mercy on them and heal them. There was different situations. But let's look at Acts chapter 6. This is when they, they gather the seven men full of the Holy Spirit and faithful, and they appoint them to take care of the Hellenists and the distribution of the, the things that are being brought in during the famine and during, during the persecution so they can feed everybody. And we just want to skip all that. I, I do. I just want to skip all that. All right? And then it says this. And we're going to go down to uh, verse 6. Whom they set before the apostles, and when they had prayed, they laid their hands on them. Then the word of God spread, and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and great many of the priests were obedient to the faith. Here's the money verse, verse 8. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. Okay, well, that wasn't healings, is it? No, but it was great wonders and signs. We don't know what they were. The Bible doesn't tell us. But let's go look at chapter 8. And let's just see what else happened. Now, Philip, this is Philip, goes down to Samaria. Philip is not one of the apostles. As a matter of fact, he's Philip the evangelist. He's not one of the apostles. He's not one of the 12. By the way, Paul wasn't one of the 12 apostles. Was he? 
This is what we don't understand. Paul was not the 12th apostle. We don't know what number Paul was. Paul doesn't get saved for maybe five to seven, eight years in the church at least before Paul gets saved. He doesn't get saved on the, you know, at the resurrection of Christ. And we got to understand that because there, it shows us that there was a, a still a calling of the apostle even after the original 12, which apologetics sometimes have a problem with. But the Bible lists other apostles, and they're not the 12. They're not even the 13 or the 14 or the 15. And we have to come to grips with that. Now, I disagree with Frank on miracles, but let me tell you what. If you want a solid guy to listen to on apologetics, he is solid. This one, but whenever you see that shift where he goes from the word to opinion, because he doesn't do that in most of his teaching. He's not giving you his opinion. He's giving you the word of God. But here, I could tell here, this is when I watch this video, I'm like, oh, Frank, that isn't normally you. But it's hard for apologetics to go, I really don't know. I don't work in miracles. I wish I did. I don't understand how they work. It's very hard because apologetics think they have to have the answer. They think they're, sometimes you can get puffed up and think you have to have an answer for everything. Instead of going, you know what, to be honest with you, I don't know. <clears throat> so this is what he says. Listen. It says, <clears throat> Therefore those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word. Then Philip the evangelist went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits crying out with a loud voice came out of many who were possessed, and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. And there was great joy in the city. You know, folks, I've seen thousands of miracles, not just, I mean, through my ministry, but also, I mean, hundreds of thousands through other people's ministries. And the the one thing I haven't seen yet in my life, just haven't had the opportunity yet, I haven't seen someone born blind healed uh, to see, but I've seen the blind see. Uh, I've seen the deaf mute speak. I've seen uh, uh, the lame walk. I've seen the cancer go. I've seen the uh, deaf hear. Um, and, 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 and I've been blessed. I haven't, I haven't seen them. Like, I don't go overseas as much. But, I mean, I, I, I went on a trip April, went to Boston, and went to Italy. And for four days of ministry, we just saw miracles and prophetic utterances and wonderful stuff. And I don't say that to brag because there's people who see a lot more than me. Okay? And their calling's different. But I, I don't think that we... We acknowledge that we have actually had workers of miracles. By the way, um, we got John G. John G. Lake was a worker of miracles. Smith Wigglesworth had 14 people raised from the dead. He was a worker of miracles. And I don't know why we think we haven't had them in modern day. Now, what I would say to the apologetic fans, go read about their ministries. Don't argue with me. Just go read because you're arguing against the Holy Ghost. And I don't want you to do that because this isn't set up an argument. But I would say this, that if you really love apologetics like I do, I, I think those gentlemen that can really, really... Look, the first time I was in a meeting with Bill Johnson, the first time, uh, it was a three-day, three six-meeting session. I think it was on day five. Okay? And Bill Johnson 
some guy, I've got it on audio, but you couldn't hear the guy. You could only hear Bill's side. And then it cut off because back then you had, you had, uh, you were recorded to a CD and you only had so much room on a CD because we didn't have MP3 streaming back then, you know? And so it was like 70, was it? It's like 78 minutes or 80 minutes, whatever you could get on a CD. And this, this is what happened. And I, I had seven people with me who could witness to this. Bill sat there and he was talking about the testimony. And if you ever heard Bill Johnson teach on the testimony, go to Bethel.tv and, and go look up testimony and just go have go find Bill's teaching on the testimony. <clears throat> and Bill has this great understanding of wisdom in this. And he was just giving this testimony of all these miracles that had come about by just talking about the testimony. Well, this one guy in front of us, about four rows, just in the middle of the meeting, near the end of the meeting, I should say, he shouts out. And when he yells, he, he yells at his friend and his yells to his friend, why is he talking so loud? And like actually yelled at him. And all of us went like, okay, what's going on? And Bill went, what's happening? And the and it's discovered that what happened, because he tells his friend, I think my deaf ear just opened up. And that's what happened. He was deaf in one ear and it opened. Literally just popped open. And Bill Johnson, not just satisfied with that, this is where I just really learned so much in that meeting. Bill Johnson sat there and said, okay, everyone, I believe God wants to do something with the hearing. Everyone who's got hearing issues, uh, you're either deaf or you have ringing, whatever, stand up. And, and, and as they did, as they stood up, people were getting healed. It was the spirit moving. Now you can go, was Bill working miracles? Yeah. I think we don't understand how working miracles, how things accompany ministries that don't accompany others. Like, I would say this to Frank, if I ever met him. I think he is so excellent in what he does. I really do. I, you understand, I really, I really love his stuff. I watch it a lot, okay? But I also can see the deficiency. Like, I can't do what Frank does. I, I, don't, ha I don't have that ability like Frank. Frank's got a ministry, and Frank's ministry, he's faithful to it. Go and find out that people have a ministry different than yours and talk to them. You don't have to be their ministry, but you could sit there and go, I don't understand how you walk. How does it, what does it mean to walk in miracles and walk in the Spirit? What, what does that mean? What does it really mean? What does it mean to be caught in a trance? Because <laughs> those who haven't done it can't understand it. And you know what? You really can't explain it. You're like Paul in 2 Corinthians 12. You're like, I can't even really explain this. In the body, out of the body, I don't know. You can't really explain it. It's kind of, it's kind of a mute attempt on your part. So I, I want you to know that. I want you to see that. I want you to understand that. Okay? And not that I'm beating up on Frank, but I see this a lot in the apologetics where they try to explain away miracles. They say, well, I haven't seen any. Well, have you really been looking? Because I'll invite, I'll invite you to come out to some meetings where I've where we see miracles. I'll bring you amongst people who see miracles repeatedly. Wheelchairs, lame, crippled, blind. I'll take you and bring you among that. Not to prove myself right. Not that's I could care less about that. But if you're hungry, I want to feed you. If you're hungry, I really want to do that. Amen. It's not that Frank is evil or anything like that. It's just he's being honest. I haven't seen that. 
But there is no evidence, there's actually no evidence that the working of miracles with people is not there today. It's just our understanding of the working of miracles as if it's a separate gift, as if it's like a different, you know, it's like separate from God. And you could just go around and do your will. Doesn't work that way. And Jesus didn't empty out the the um, um, the leper colonies. And so to put that on people with miracle power and go, why doesn't Benny Hinn, why doesn't Bill Johnson, why don't you people work in miracles go empty hospitals, is not a very good argument. Because you have no basis for what you're saying. Okay? I just want you to understand, you didn't have a base because faith is involved. There's a thing called faith, honor, all this stuff that is, is can it can restrict healings like it did in Capernaum because of their unbelief. Restricted Jesus from doing miracles. He couldn't do any mighty works there, but could only heal a few sick folk. Why? Because of their unbelief. So don't fall into the trap of trying to answer a question you don't know. That's why I listen to these guys. I listen to these guys because they can answer stuff I couldn't answer. And they're so good at it. It's why I'm willing to... I mean, I watch them. I, I watch Hebrew scholars. I watch all this stuff because I, wanna, I want to know more. But when it comes to working of miracles, I don't think they understand what the working of miracles is. And yes, let me tell you something. The apostles, the prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers are for today. They didn't pass away. God didn't stop building his church that way. And there was more than 12 even in the book of Acts. And if we don't realize that, we're going to have a real big problem. Okay? That, that's where we're going to get to error. All right, before I go, like the video, subscribe, whatever platform you're on, because we're on a lot of them. Also, if you're hearing this as our part of our weekly Kingdom uh, Outlook broadcast, uh, this is going to come out Tuesday, Sunday, June 30th. Jesse, uh, Jesse, uh, I was going to say Jesse Duplass. Jesse Champ will be with us for two services, 10 and 5 a.m. at the Gate Church. Go to thegatejacks.org forward slash events. Go there and uh, register. It's free. Just go ahead and register for the event. We'd love to see you there, and we'll talk to you later. God bless you, and I'll and you have a wonderful, wonderful day. Bye bye.